A tribute to the great Jimmy Buffett, who passed away this weekend. American singer-songwriter, um, author of lots of great song writing, and uh, got a couple of other hits coming up for you. This is Big Life Conversation, 12 minutes past four. We're with you till six o'clock tonight. A quick check of your weather. About now, it's about 20.9 degrees, guys, and uh, we are expecting a maximum of 22, but if you look outside, it might look a bit grey, and we are also expecting some showers and winds, so Mm. it's a little bit windy out there already, but um, it's, yeah, it's been quite warm. So, welcome to the show. We've got a couple of great guests coming up as well. Barbara and Nicole, good afternoon. Hi, Jacinta. Good Welcome afternoon. back. Thank you. Happy Great to be back. Happy spring. spring. Happy spring. It's kind of Woo-hoo. like that outside with the yep. hot and the cool and the wind. I and know. The it's sort and of the started trees and the blossoms and everything. Just like all of a yeah. sudden, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I mean, a, a, not a great time for a lot of people with allergies, to be no. honest. But. There you go. So if you need your allergy medication, now's the time. It is. Mm-hmm. It is indeed. I did a whole show on that with Food for Thought. I so bet you did. People <laughs> want to listen or re-listen to that. There's some Check really great things podcast. we can do from a food perspective. Nothing that might, you know, stop you in your tracks, but I do know people that have uh, avoided their allergies by making sure during the other times of the year that they're actually looking after their immune system. So mm, yeah. not just, oh, it's spring and let's uh, start now. You sort of have to get that immune system up and working pretty quickly, which is winter, and that's really hard for most people I know. as well. So, it is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Get it back into gear. And, that's right. Yeah, that's absolutely. Right. Awesome. Uh, we've got a couple of guests coming up today. Uh, we have one friend of the show we haven't seen for a while, no. the lovely Jess Belangza-Taggy, and she is our film and television, cinema, all sorts of things guru. Jess will be having a chat with us just after 4.30 awesome. today. And she's got a few little extra snippets that we're going to put on our Facebook page yes, as well. she has. Look there from RMIT where she works, works. as a lecturer. So yes. uh, look out for that if you're wanting a little bit more information or even if you miss the show, as I say every week, if you miss the show, you can go to our podcast, which is uh, on our Big Life Convo Facebook page. Yes, indeed it is. So go to Facebook Big Life Conversation and you can see all the details there. So, our second guest. We have the wonderful, also friend of the show and regular of the show, the wonderful Cuppy Nambia from Nambia Hog Family Lawyers. And uh, I believe she's going to, she always has a great topic, very informative, exceptionally well prepared every time we have her on. Uh, She's coming up after five o'clock and I think she'll be talking a little bit about divorce. Divorce. Family law matters do evolve largely around that. Mm. So um, talking a little bit more about that, we'll hear more when we have Cuppy online. Absolutely. That'll be coming up just after five today. And Barbara, for you. Yeah, it's nice to be seeing you again, Jacinta. And as I said, this spring weather... Uh, you, we, we're a lot of false sense of security with that high temperature out mm. there, but 
if they have forecasting out in cooler temperatures later in the week. So I know. Uh, so brace yourself. You don't know what to wear or what, don't put away the uh, the winter clothing quite yet, I no. would suggest. and bit of everything, and I think. The, and the, the, uh, the winter bedding and all that, uh, hanging on in there for a little while. Keep the flannelettes going for a bit longer. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it is Virgo territory, however. Yes, it is Virgo time. Speaking of which, thank you for reminding me. Uh, oh. Some birthdays. Birthdays. There's a lot of birthdays around. Yeah. I want to mention some musical ones. Um uh, the wonderful Chrissy Hines on the Pretenders. Yep. Also uh, Jose Feliciano um, and Dave Stewart from the Eurythmics. All birthday, boys and girls around this time. Um, nice. And would you believe that Meals on Wheels has turned 70 <gasps> on the 31st of August, apparently. Really? So, it's, a, it's a wonderful service. Um, and uh, my late mother used to be involved actually delivering meals. Um, but, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a really important thing for many people who are housebound and who can't really look after themselves very well and in terms of uh, cooking or everything, anything else. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, well done, all the volunteers who are helping out there. Oh, very much service. so. Yeah. Incredible service. I remember when I was in primary school doing Meals on Meals with my dad. Mum oh, and dad really? both did it, yeah. Okay. Dad used to pick me up from school and in primary school and take me while he was doing his rounds. And because... This is just a quick little story because yes, I please. have to say something about my gorgeous dad. He was a watchmaker and jeweller. We lived in a small town. And so every time we would go to the residents who were receiving Meals on Wheels, there was always a timepiece or a grandfather clock that needed attending to. Oh. And so they would all, all the, the dear residents receiving the meals would go, oh, Reg, could you just have a look at this watch? <laughs> oh, Reg, the grandfather the clock has stopped working. And dad being my dad, oh. he... He actually, he just paid so much attention to everyone, gave them his time freely, went and had a look at it or take, take them back to the shop if he needed to. And, and that's the way dad rolled. And, and I loved, I remember that so well because I just remember how wonderful he was with the people and how much they appreciated it. And just, it wasn't just the meals, but it was his company and what, how he could contact. help them and, and the social contact. really but, important, isn't but it? But there was one downside for me. I'd always get back to school late and <laughs> I had, it was of no mercy. Yeah, taught by the sisters of show no mercy, <laughs> and uh, always got into trouble on the way back from well, one. Well, you were doing a community service. Yeah, well, this particular sister of show no mercy didn't see it that way. Oh my goodness. Didn't matter what you were doing, you oh, were in trouble. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh dear. So my like son's got the priorities a bit, a bit skewed. <laughs> oh. I've got the practice of Christianity or Catholicism uh, as opposed to the theory. Yeah, yes, I haven't yes. got the time to tell you about all that. But it was wonderful. The moral of the story is. Meals on Wheels, great service. All those things that people volunteer for, including Meals on Wheels, yes. they're so much, so needed. Like the gap in the market would be, who's going to fill that exactly. if, what, if not exactly. volunteers? Exactly. So, and I think you remember your dad too, because of course Father's Day yesterday. And yes, Father's Day happy as well. Day yes, happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. Father figures, That's yeah, right. all of that. So, uh, that's where we are. And, we are at, ooh, what are we at? 19 minutes past four. This is Big Life Conversation. Barbara, Nicole and Jacinta with you. We'll be with you till six o'clock. A couple of great guests coming up as well and a few little community announcements.
20 past four, big life conversation. Nicole, you had some birthdays as well. Oh, just a couple of Virgos in my life that, uh, and, and there's more than just this list, but um, I will start with uh, those that come very readily to mind. Um, Steph, Bridget, Christina wow. uh, and Trina, just to name a few. Uh, uh Bridget and Christina from Baggage Productions. There's quite a few Virgos in my book uh, club, actually. So it's kind of a little bit of a boom. (laughs) We have all all at once there as well. Um, Group celebration. Yeah, Yeah. all very good friends and uh, lots of celebrations going on. So September is quite huge from that perspective. So, so Barbara, we'll have to turn to you for the characteristics of the Virgo. Virgos. Mm. Well organised. My late mother was a Virgo. My late grandmother was a Virgo. Oh, okay. Yes, what can I say? Um, They are perfectionists, basically. Ah. They are very hard on themselves. Excuse me, sometimes quite hard on other people too. <laughs> but, uh, but they're usually the biggest critics of themselves. And they have very high standards by and large. But when Virgos go off the rails, they really do go off the rails. Ah. So is that Virgo as well? Okay. Mm. Mm. I imagine mm. from being exceptionally well organised yes. and True. methodical. And neat. In, and and <laughs> even, so I'm not. even to the. Um, I remember in my mother's group there were a few Virgos as well. And they'd say, well, I'm having my first child in this month. And then I'm going to have my second one in this month. Oh, please. And, and it would happen. And you're like, how did you no do that? Way. Like, how are you doing this? Uh, so they seem to have a way with dates and times and timeliness and organisation. Yes. Um, Some people so call it anal. Some people just call it, you know, maybe. Superhuman. They're sort of maybe. influencing the universe. They say to the universe, this yes. is when we want this to happen. And yes. it just happens, hey? Well, go with them. Yeah. Well, they are renowned, though, for their integrity and their honesty. Oh, we love a bit of integrity and, and honesty. It's very important. Mm. And I had a dear friend of mine, Lucy's actually got a birthday coming up next week. It's the birthday. I'm sure we'll go into that later. But she was very worried when I bought a car from her years ago. She said, Bob, Bob. And she looked after her car like, you know, um, it was immaculate. And she said, Bob, Bob, but say, what happens if something goes wrong with a car after you've bought it? And it could it could wreck our friendship. And I said, Liz, that <laughs> car has been better looked after than many children. It's a risk I'm prepared to take. <laughs> anyway, and that car did me, did me well, actually, for, for several years. So yes. I didn't look after it as well as she did, I, I regret to say. But, yes. <laughs> That yes, is a that's great Virgo. story. Thank you so much. That uh, sums up Virgo very nicely. And to all those Virgos out there, enjoy your birthday month or so, whatever it is, exactly. September. Exactly. Very nice time. Well, we have a few little um, pieces from the shovel oh, we to talk through because I've been thinking it's school holidays for us at the end of this week. Oh, yes, you're early. Three weeks of school holidays and I'm trying to organise some time together with my boys whilst working at the same time and um, we thought we'd look up some flights and things but I believe Qantas has been the um, a so bunch of mini jokes at the moment going on. something oh, going on there you know. Know. Um, so I know that you've got a little snippet, got a little Jacinda, snippet. and I might follow up with something a little bit more political <laughs> yes. um, from the shovel and uh, I have mentioned last week as well that uh, the wonderful shovel have their end of year the war on 2023 annual comedy gala so if you're interested in that you can go to their wonderful theshovel.com.au and you can get all of the snippets 
snippets, not yeah. just the ones you hear here, but all of the snippets all together, 8th and 9th of December in Melbourne. So you can get your tickets it's a on great, sale at the great moment. show. We went last year. Yes, mm. very, very good laughs to be Excellent had laugh. Yes, indeed. Mm. So I'm going to kick off. Oh, if the you shuffle. like. Yes. Um, this one is about Qantas. Mm. And <laughs> the shovel is reporting that our national carrier Qantas has announced a special new top-end fare that will allow customers to enjoy a flight on an aeroplane with every flight purchased. <laughs> it represents a step up from standard Qantas fare, which include a flight confirmation email, but not the flight itself. <laughs> CEO Ellen Joyce says the premium carrier... In the market, Qantas was always looking for new ways to delight its customers. We thought about different ways we can add value to the Qantas experience. A free snack, an extra luggage allowance, and then we had this idea of including an airline flight. (laughs) It was quite a breakthrough moment, he said. (laughs) Boom, boom. Yes, indeed. Interesting times. Like, sorry, Mm, what is is going going on? on? Yes, no, lots of people very unhappy with not getting um, flights back. Uh, there was more fodder on Qantas um, mm-hmm. on the shovel as well. And this one has a photo of um, Elbow in his Qantas jammies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm it says, Elbow, uh, Elbow denies government favours Qantas in early morning press mm. conference. Um, the Prime Minister used a pref- press conference at the lodge this morning to dismiss claims the government is protecting Qantas from competition, seemingly unaware that he was still wearing his signature Qantas cotton (laughs) pyjamas. Putting away his eye mask and earplugs in his Qantas designer amenities pack, (laughs) Albanese said it was ridiculous to think there was any favouritism towards certain airlines. Decisions to block Qatar Airlines from Mm. entering early in the market is simply for the benefit of consumers. That's just the spirit of Australia, Albanese said. Asking why he was wearing a Qantas logo on his chest, a suddenly shocked Albanese assured journalists that he also has a pair of Virgin and Rex pyjamas at home. Well, at the lodge, actually, well, which feels like home to me. <laughs> feels like home, home to me. Feels like anyway, home. I thought that was quite a clever one as well. Dear, oh dear. Mm-hmm. That, that is very clever indeed. And unfortunately, there is the a little additional story to that, and that is, like, it, that really happened. Uh, Elbow's son has been given a... Um, pass to the, the, the he, he's a member of, of the Chairman's Lounge. Now, a lot, mm. Not a lot of people know about the Chairman's mm. Lounge. I've actually, at the invitation of a guest, been in there a couple of times. Oh. I didn't know it existed. Yes. Oh. There's a, a so door with no signage. And then there's Chairman's. Yeah, there's Chairman's mm. business. So... You have to be extremely well-connected, you know, well-connected, CEOs, etc., etc., all the yeah, top-notch so-called um, in there. So I don't think that was a very good look for him to be getting that, to be honest. I don't <laughs> no, think that's But what's interesting and what is sad about Qantas is um, – that uh, you know, it had it had had a really good reputation, it did. on a safety record and all sorts of other things. Mm. Um, but that is that took a while to build up. But as we know, a reputation can be destroyed in five minutes. So it it's can. very hard to restore. Only as good um, as your last gig. Yes, and it's uh, yeah. So it is very disappointing. Uh, yeah, on a number it of is. Levels, particularly after the, the government backing 
Good to see the taxpayer that Qantas got through uh, COVID, COVID pandemic times oh. and then went about sacking people and yeah. then rehiring at, at a lower rate. Uh, and so, yeah, a lot of people are understandably very angry with Qantas yes. um, and very upset and very disappointed. So uh, they need to lift their game if they're going to uh, if they're going to get back in the good books with the public because a lot of people were thinking, I'll be flying anyone but that particular airline for a number of reasons. Yeah, mm. definitely. So, no, it is disappointing. They do have a change of guard. They've got a new CEO about to, yes. about to join. So I don't know. But, but there's um, such a thing as making profits, I think, in terms of looking after shareholders, but at what cost in other areas, I would ask. Well, well that's right. Mm. We talked about integrity a moment ago. Yeah. I mean, yes, having yes, some sort of thing. integrity yes. and decent values as a corporate citizen, yes. that's important too. Giving back. Yeah, yeah. giving back. But anyway, mm. that said, uh, 28 minutes past four, Big Life Conversation. Very shortly, we'll be speaking to our cinema, TV, streaming services guru, Jess Belangzataghi. Uh, but before that, we're going to have a little track. This is Niall Horan with the show. It's 28 minutes past four. Twenty minutes to five here on Big Life Conversation, and for our music tracks, if you were listening, we had uh, First Aid Kit with Out of My Head, and before that, Dermot Kennedy with Do Not Forget Me. We are with you, Barbara Nicole Jacinta, until six o'clock uh, tonight, and um, we before we have a check in with our guests, Barbara, you've got a couple of announcements for us. A little bit of news, a little entertainment news. Mm. Um, just want to remind, <coughs> excuse me. To remind people that um, uh, our friends um, um, who are connected with uh, the James Joyce um, uh, Appreciation Society, uh, I've got some other activities coming up this weekend, Sunday the 10th of September from 10am to 4.20pm um, at the Boy Community Hall, 207 City Road in Southbank. Uh, basically, it's described as a day with James Joyce's Ulysses, the episode that got the book banned. So that should get the crowds in. And uh, <laughs> last tickets for the introduction day um, to Joyce's Ulysses. And, of course, our friend of the show, um, Dr Francis Devlin-Glass, um, is um, heavily involved with that. But for those who actually want to find out a little bit more about that uh, rather salacious chapter, and according to the blurb here that they've sent me, there are two types of people, those who read Ulysses and those who haven't yet so Bloomsdale Melbourne has been introducing readers to James Joyce for 30 years and this Sunday, the 10th of September, they'll be presenting a golden opportunity to find out what everyone gets so excited about in the company of Bloomsdale's Artistic Director, Francis De- Dr Francis Devon-Glass and Joyce and Steve Carey. Um, and apparently it's eminently suitable for you if you're an absolute beginner as well as for those already familiar with Joyce. It's been described as a first crack at the big one, Ulysses itself, but not the whole thing, not yet. And instead, they've selected an episode, Nausicaa, perhaps the book's funniest, sweetest, but also for its time, astonishingly frank, and one of its most accessible. And this was the episode that got Ulysses banned around the world before it had even been published. So find out what all the fuss has been about. And by the end of the day, you should know a whole lot more about what Joyce was up to, how to get the most out of the book, and best of all, why it's so damn funny. So there you go. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. So jump why onto, would, yeah. Yeah, jump uh, onto the, uh, the James Joyce website. Yeah, um, I think that, that sounds like a lot of fun. And we've so. spoken with um, Dr Devon Glass a number of times now. We have. And I, I think 
that her and her colleagues have a great way of making jo- James Joyce's work very accessible and, um, yeah, great insights that are still very relevant today. Oh, yes. The themes. The gift that keeps on giving, as they say. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, others? Yes, right, Unicorn, have you got something else you want to mention? Oh, I'm just going to go just completely on my health and well-being uh, segment, but I go thought ahead. I'll... I'll um, wait until you've, if you've got something else there. Um, I was going to talk about poo. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> a dirty topic. <laughs> a very dirty topic. Um, well, it's more about something that I see in clinic very, very often, and that is um, everything from irregular bowel motions to people one end of the scale and usually a lot of people at the other end of the scale finding it very difficult to um, pass a stool as we say in the nutrition world we talk about poo a lot and what does it look like and how is it shaped and how frequent it is and it usually tells us what's going in the body and what the body's doing um, about you know those questions that are very important about what's coming out of the body as well gives us a very good indicator about that but I'm not going to go in too much detail Please about don't. that. <laughs> um, what I did want to do is give you some helping hand food nutrition tips that can help with the said constipation or needing to help with that situation when people's bowels are not working as they should. It can have a very large impact on their life, how they feel um, day to day. And there's a lot of great things that we know can be very, very helpful. Lots of it, as no no surprise to me, is that lots of it comes down to um, fibre and how you integrate that into your um, diet. However, having said that, uh, there are a couple of nutrients that oh. I can um, bring to your fourth. What were you going to say? Just, again? Uh, sorry, I know you're on a roll. I just wanted to. I was going to tell you. No, 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 no. Just on a related sort of quick little story. Now that we have a grandchild in our family, nine mm. month old. The often, you know, you talk about what, how much he slept, what he ate, what and whether he had. A so <laughs> his mum, color, color, yes, smell, his mum co- coined the phrase um, a, when, when she thinks that it's that time. Are you, are you ready for a little poop opportunity? She calls it a poop opportunity oh, to a our nice little girl. It's so it. cute. <laughs> have you had a poop opportunity? So yes, and I think that's a really important thing because people do need to. Get into a routine where they have a regular poop opportunity. Yes. Um, if I borrow her borrow word. It. I think it's quite uh, cute. Because if we don't do that, and that's why regular cycles and routines work for people, because your body then tunes into going, I need to eliminate it this time. Exactly. And you can be prepared, and your body's prepared, right. and then if it doesn't have the nutrients it needs, it'll say, hey, something's off. And it's a really good sign to say, what do I need to do? What's yeah. not happening? Um, to make sure that things are okay. So I think um, I really like that, the poop opportunity. Yes, it's quite I might, uh, I might. <laughs> yeah. There's it's so much fun. It's funny. That. Um, number one is, is that uh, the carbs can help you poop, um, according to nutritionists and dietitians everywhere. So, um, but when it does it, you know, when, when things don't work, you can be 
pain, strains, discomfort, um, and you're not alone. A lot of people do suffer from constipation. In fact, nearly half of the adults in the US experience it, according to the National Mm. Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases, um, and they can leave people feeling very, very uncomfortable. And Um, medication can play a role, can't it, Nicole? If people are on certain medications, can bind them them up. Absolutely. Mm. Certain foods bind us up, so we do know cheeses a little bit like digestive mm, glue mm. Um, and that can bind us up some foods are processed a lot slower in the gut yes. um, which are our animal products like our meat so they can ferment for longer and mm. they need certain acids to break them down yes. so that can slow things down so having the right combinations of foods and usually plant products is really super important yes um, peas um, one of the most popular <laughs> veggies of all time um, your mum probably wasn't shy in Eat putting them on the plate um they have some wonderful, um, especially the outer layer of peas, has um, a wonderful um, fibre in it that can really help um, digestion. Um, split peas, you can think about soup and soup mixes with lentils and yes. all of the legumes. Mm. They can all go into this um, grab bag of fibre. They're teeming with fibre. And this is um, especially the soluble fibre, which draws um, of a lot of water into the gastrointestinal tract, helping uh, a really nice consistent stool. Um, and when you have a consistent stool, your body then can um, set off the appropriate muscular um, contractions to move it along. When it's inconsistent, it's a lot harder for your body to do that. Mm. So um, this will absorb lots of water. And we do know that um, you know, when we think about all of this, 74, 75% of your poop is water or your, your poop opportunity. Um, so a cup a day um, could keep the um, poopportunity at bay <laughs> <laughs> as well. Um, so that's something to, to think about. Peas Excellent. are very, very good, as are navy beans, oats and pears are Lovely. super important there as well. Um, so I thought that was a nice little interesting That's... little tidbit to share with you all. Um, Good information for all of us. <laughs> there is more. Yes, but, um, we might okay, we um, might have to come back to that. <laughs> we can come back to that. I mean, one one last one to leave you with is the good old prune, which we know oh, is is also high in fructans and um, some of those um, what we call FODMAP um Sugars, uh, which is actually what is a pre is called a prebiotic, which is something that our gut loves um, and considers to be a fiber and helps keep things moving, keeps the health of the gut really, really flowing as well. Excellent. There you go. Thank so you so hopefully much. Hopefully, you haven't been sitting down for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> no, a bit early yet. Uh, in fact, timing wise, ten uh, 12 minutes, I should say, to five o'clock. And uh, thank you for that information piece there nicole um we're going to go to a track but here's a quick question for you who knows who's playing an international act playing at the grand final this year oh i know yeah <laughs> say it kiss and make up here they are <laughs> crazy crazy nights
little bit of a primer for the grand final, the AFL grand final this year. Crazy Crazy Nights by Kiss. Kiss will be the musical act, the international musical act. Now, apparently, ladies, I heard that I think it was crowded. Was it crowded house? I haven't said no, and then Kylie. Oh, so Kylie said no. Oh, okay, so their third choice. Yeah. Okay, so I was going to say, shouldn't we be promoting Australian music? Oh, I know, I've, I've said that every year, but but this year they and really tried. tried. Oh, okay. And uh, the answer was no on both counts, I think. And so I've been dragged out of retirement or whatever. Well, Robbie did good <laughs> the other year. He was um, a bit of a hit. He was a he was a big he hit, really wasn't he? Had a yeah the crowd going, but um, absolutely, it's been a bit of a dismal disaster well, really we, the half time there was a meatloaf yeah. I think oh meatloaf oh, for a number of reasons goodness, it turned out for like, all the wrong <laughs> reasons he was um, in the news and that's that's an incident you'd never forget that was the most appalling thing mm. I've had to watch it was horrible not good yeah it's not good at all mm-hmm. so uh, there we go but um, that's that's the news around the grand final, which is, I don't know when it is, sometimes September, September 30th, September. I believe. Oh, my God, that's not long, it's not is long it? At no, all. not mm. far away, guys. It isn't. Yeah, so there we go. Um, what gets up your nose? Oh. <laughs> yes, well, I, I, go on. I was just going to ask me. you. Yes, well, what gets up my nose is technical difficulties. Yes, apart from on that. the radio show. Oh. Um, but yes. um, I had the interesting experience over the weekend of wanting to get my car cleaned and normally you know this would happen in the uh, front yard with a hose and a bucket and two children helping me out (laughs) Uh, this time I thought well you know I'll give it a little bit of a spruce it's been a little while but my car's not that dirty Um, I'll go to a shopping center park it and have it done there and um, so I, I went ahead and I looked at the price for my little sedan and I went, oh, are you kidding me? That's a lot of money for an inside, outside basic wash. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is $70. What? <gasps> $70, which would, no you know, support me. a small family for a couple of months in the country. So $70 for your baseline. So I just went, oh, well, I'm here now. Um, mm-hmm. I hope they do a good job. Um, I guess I'll put that as a tax deduction and it's... <laughs> Put yes. it in my stick it in my business mm, uh, my business account because yes. I'm here in this line and there's people behind me. Um, so anyway, we go off and do our shopping at the shopping centre and um, come back and uh, and that'll be ninety dollars. Thank you. What's happened? Ninety dollars. And something? so I just jaw drop and said, "Excuse me." <laughs> and he said, "It's on your ticket." And I looked at my ticket and it says one wash. Seventy dollars, mm. and then underneath, if there's any additional cleaning required, we'll pay. We'll charge you twenty dollars for that extra time. Uh, Nothing communicated to me. Just on the ticket, I just grabbed my ticket, oh put my it in goodness. my pocket, walked out, mm. come back, and I said, "Well, no one rang me about the needing extra time." I said, "This is a little sedan. It is not a very dirty car." Yes. Um, you know what needed doing, and he goes, mm. "Oh, apparently it needed extra extra cleaning." That's and I said, "Well." That's fine, but I did not ask for that. No. It wasn't communicated to me, and I don't have that money. No. Um, Well, that's how much it is. It's on the ticket. It's on the piece of paper. Uh, This is a guy, you know, he was like, you know, six foot five, you know, five foot wide. Um, uh, And so I just went, well, it's extremely disappointing, and I won't be back. Um, And it better be very well cleaned, Mm. and I will be spreading the word. So, Mm. um, So I did pay the money, which is... 
what gets up it's my growing. nose most. Yes. And out of the, you know, my son and I had this wonderful time shopping because we got all these bargains. Mm. There was, so they much they were not yes. bargains. <laughs> they were absolutely not bargains. There was $90 added to my day, which Ooh. need not be added to my day. Gosh, how much are those car places making yeah, in their car washes? Mm, that's, that's, that's the basic wash. That's the cheapest wash that you can have. At this car place. Yeah, that's, that's, it's dodgy. That's, that's very dodgy. And, and the other thing is there's always has to be the disclaimer that the customer understands. I think if you went to, what is the, what's the body you can go to? to consumer affairs. affairs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that's, th- they're not giving the customer the opportunity to, to say yay or say yay or nay, and, exactly. and what constitutes and brackets, but what constitutes what an extra clean is? Exactly. What that is, you know. I mean, exactly. come on. Yes. And, and so I thought, I wonder if everybody is paying an extra twenty dollars. Sure, most place. people would be getting stuck. Yeah. Uh, and, and they'll stung. never go back. And then, you wouldn't go back. Well, exactly. There's no, no way that I'm going back. That's so dodgy. That gets up my right. nerves. Yeah, not good at um, all. What makes my day, however, is that. Um, Subsequent to that, uh, Audi had a nice new catalogue and they have a little car foaming wash, um, car brush <laughs> that you can use on your external car instead of, you know, the good old sponge, which is nothing wrong with a sponge and a, a bucket water. of soap, um, yeah. is that um, a little, yes, um, time and um, water saving um, device that um, can go onto your hose and limit the the amount of water and foam um, for about fifteen dollars. There you uh, go. That you can think give, of how many of those you could have purchased <laughs> to um, help you out. And and gosh, I would have been happy to pay them twenty dollars each. Yes, to still would have been so much better off. Um, much better off. So oh um, so that kind that? of thing makes my day. Yeah. Well, I guess a, a, just a, a quick related one is the cost of everything and the cost of food and to go out on you know we we yes oh my goodness similar hidden charges yeah i saw an interesting film uh on saturday night oppenheimer three hours long i'm just going to talk about that shortly definitely but uh we were staying an extra few dollars because and and why was that because apparently it's in a different presentation, like some sort of IMAX quality. But we were not at IMAX. We were at the uh, so cinema in the West. An a cute little art deco cinema in the West. But I'm thinking, right. excuse me? Uh, yeah, I didn't see that in the fine print either. But, yeah, all these hidden charges that seem to be suddenly manifesting themselves where it's a bit, it's a bit late to complain. And you just feel mm. like I just drove out going, ouch. Yes. Like, that is I feel ouch. like I've been that's stung. A, that's a lot that's of a lot. Yeah, yeah. In your situation particularly. $90 yes. to, to do for a, what I thought might have been just a little little bit of convenience for me yes, yes. have a nice shiny car admittedly the car is very nice and shiny and clean <laughs> but i mean i could have done that you could have lived you could have done it, it. Yeah, you, you, you'd, lived you'd not want to take it out did not. would you yeah. no so it's probably, it probably rain tonight too yeah that's right i know these might seem first world problems but they very first world for me but certainly though uh, for a lot of people who aren't tight budgets, um, yeah, that's just the Cost last little straw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I can understand why that got up your nose. And, mm. and we all, all said a bit about the flying kangaroo, but also what gets up my nose is we complain about Australia Post, but I'll tell you what, New Zealand Post, I think these um, Australia Post, shall we say, looking uh, positively um, brilliant because oh. I sent I sent a parcel to my brother who's now overseas. Um, uh, he, he was heading off to Spain some weeks back. I posted this little gift to him on the twenty on the twenty sixth of June. 
Uh, it hadn't arrived um, weeks and weeks and weeks later. I was I rang up Australia Post, uh, New Zealand Post, finally, finally managed to track them down. There's a big hoo-ha ringing them. And they said, oh, uh, we couldn't read the writing. I'm thinking, what? My brother's been living at this address for 12 years. What? We couldn't read the writing on it. Or they, they couldn't read the writing on it. And so it's gone into a return to sender. I said, so when's it coming back? I, and he said, oh, well, this is, um, oh, it says here the 10th of July. I said, well, you know, we, I was ringing at the end of, towards the end of July. There's no sign of it. And, of course, can I get a hold of them? Every time I ring, it's just constantly. Anger. Anyway, so I think I have to kiss that little gift goodbye. But oh, that's the frustration of uh, yes. dealing with postal services, particularly overseas postal services. Yes. Um, I'm just lucky that it wasn't a, a super expensive gift, but it still it costs time and money to send, and it's exactly. annoying. Yes, and it's irritating. So that, that's what gets on my nose. But what makes my day is something I found out just very recently. Uh, seeing celebrities use their high profile for positive causes. Have you heard about the Lady Gaga Born This Way Foundation? Yes, I have. Mm. I heard about that. That was amazing. Yes. I'm so it's happy about that. More of that, please. Exactly. So that's, um, that's something to, um, yeah, to that's be something happy to about. Be happy about. That's mm. right. And get behind. Uh, Mental health uh, of young people. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, is it all right if I tell my joke now? Because I've got them here. You, you don't want to do what gets up your nose first. I can't remember what. <laughs> no, I've done. What, I've done what gets up my nose. I can't think of anything that makes my. Oh, really? oh, oh, okay, no, no, I can't. No, I can't. Okay. <laughs> Spring weather. Um, oh, and yes. being able to get out yes. in, and, and it just, the, the air smells fresher and being, being able to open the house up, which I did, and have all that lovely fresh air just mm. flow through. I like that. Because, yeah. oh clean. my gosh, now that my little brain's kicked into gear, guess what gets up my nose even more? Like I've already done one, but there's more. Um, the gas bill that I got, not long ago. <laughs> Grinds. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Not just, okay, not, not happy. Just not. Yes, I hope that oh. people have taken advantage of the it's rebate that was being offered. Yes. But still, 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 I just think we just need to get the gas man out to check the, the meter, and he's like, no. Correct. I'm like, you're kidding me. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's scary. How does something go from hundreds to thousands? Indeed. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Absolutely. Mm. All right. Well, well, I've just because I have to get off this screen in a minute. But what what I've got is it like three very short ones. Yes, okay. Please. Now you have to laugh. Um, what do you call an ant who fights crime? I don't know. A vigilante. <laughs> oh, Why are snails slow? Because they're carrying a house on their backs. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right, Duh. next one. Next one. Um, oh, I like this one. Why did the teddy bear say no to dessert? Tell us. Because she was stuffed. Oh, don't. 94.1 FM, 3 WBC, three minutes She's here all week, past there. five. I'm here all week. <laughs> We were talking about those big jet planes, the Qantas variety a little earlier. Great song there. She said, Big Jet Plane by Trinix and Queen D. Seven minutes past five. Big life conversation. Nicole Barbara Jacinta with you. We'll be here till six o'clock tonight. And uh, a couple of other things that we wanted to share with you. I have spoken about one of my favourite websites for a little while now, and it's called The Blue Zones. And it's 
considered to be the secrets of the blue zones, how to live to 100, if that's what you would like to do. Mm. In And that's, that's the first question, I guess. But, um, but to do that in a very healthy, productive and happy and satisfying way. So there are a number of communities across the world that the Blue Zones teamed up with, with National Geographic to find the world's longest lived people and studied them. So they found these five communities. If you simply Google the Blue Zones, you will open up a, a treasure trove of information that is fascinating, that is all been backed by research and have some very, very clear principles for people to follow in order to maximise their longevity um, and good health. So excellent work has been done by the National Geographic team and the people at Blue Zones. This has all culminated in a four-episode Netflix series. Mm. It's on now and it's called Live to 100, Secrets of the Blue Zones. I think you will love it. It's the number one Netflix uh, show in the US at the moment. But I thought I would just go through very briefly some of the basic principles that are the keys to this uh, Living to 100 secret that these communities have and the enjoyment of life that they are uh, very much enjoying. So let's start with the first one. So that some of these principles and the principles and they're so fundamental and it's stuff that we can all do. The first one that is you know one of the the most obvious is called um, moving. So moving naturally. So it talks about incidental exercise, going for lovely long walks, all sorts of things. So that's that's the first principle and it gives you a deep dive into each of these areas as well when you go in and have a read and gives you lots of tips. Um, the next one is is having a, a positive outlook or the right outlook on life. And so they talk about there, they talk about purpose in your life, they talk about slowing things down and the importance of that. So finding purpose and being able to be very mindful and slow things down in your life. So how important having something in our lives to wake up for and to do, particularly as people age, I think is is really important. So uh, those two areas about the right outlook, they talk about uh, a topic we talk about a lot here, and it's eating right or eating well so the basic tenets here are a plant slant they call it the plant slant so (laughs) mostly plant-based foods and the 80% rule which I've talked about Mm. before here the Japanese Okinawans did that the Okinawans did it in the first episode yeah Uh, absolutely and it's the principle here is to stop when you're 80% full and you, in order to do that, you actually have to eat mindfully, yes. not do what I've been doing lately. It's just going, okay, food, we're going to do, and then feeling bloated and I've eaten too much. So I, I love that one. I think it's absolutely brilliant, and it's it's it teams nicely with mindful eating. Uh, another one that fits into the eating sort of category that I like a whole lot. It's called wine at five. Oh. <laughs> so the this... Okinawans don't do that. <laughs> oh, don't they? Oh, no. they don't. Oh, no. I thought they might have. They're one of the five communities. They are one of the, the – there's more than five communities. They're all – They're the ones that they studied. They're yeah. along the equator, but uh, oh. yes. Um... Anyway, but lots of others do. So, the, so this is simply – 
enjoying wine if you would like to in moderation, in moderation. with and, and it's always surrounded by lots of great people the social aspect sharing beautiful food and it doesn't have to be wine if your if your tipple is a beautiful you know bubbly soft drink or oh no soft drink no no not soft drink no maybe a mocktail a mocktail something mm-hmm. like that um but the, i think that's quite lovely as well and then there's the connection aspect of this secrets to living to a hundred in a very positive way so of course we all need connection never was that more apparent than the last couple of years that we all spent apart from everybody and we know how that felt so finding your tribe you know the right tribe um putting your loved ones first having that beautiful connection and somewhere to belong so that might be a community thing or a you know, something, a, a social group, sporting group, whatever it might be, where you feel you've got that community sense of belonging as well. So there's some of the principles, but I really encourage people to check out the Netflix series. Um, I've heard great things about it. I haven't got to see it myself yet, but I will be. Live to 100, Secrets of the Blue Zones. It's fascinating. Well, I mm. was fortunate enough to have a, a glimpse at that last night, yes. and I watched the first episode. So it went through the Japanese culture, the Okinawans. Um, what also found interesting is that the researcher who was someone who rode his bike across the globe. Yes. Uh, and he didn't intend to be someone who was a age-related specialist but ended up, um, you know, fascinated in the different cultures and these cultures that were in these areas or along the equator. So obviously the the weather is key um as well it's quite a big element to to their lifestyle because they can get out and do these things so they they can get out and grow their own food so in the okinawans they had this red colored sweet potato that they have quite extensively in their diet so you know like carrots aren't typically orange and sweet potatoes not necessarily you know yellow it's mm. it's often a purple color so mm. there was a propensity of that in the diet mm-hmm. um yes lots of vegetables but homegrown yes. and yeah. and so they would be you know squatting down in the field yes. even though they'd retired so they could still stand up from seated and they also don't have lots of seats in their community you know low futons um so they never sat down anywhere they sit on the floor but they were always able to hop up at a minute's notice like perhaps 30 times a day from seated to standing Mm. so just that incidental activity was really important um they mentioned the the name of what they call the 70 to 80 percent full um eating to that optimal state and that they did that together and And they had these um, groups of women who in a community would um, get together. They were all sort of 80, 90, 100. And, you know, if someone was doing it tough, then it was like they would cycle their money or resources around to that person. So if you had extra sweet potato and they didn't or someone needed a bill paid, um, they just lent on each other like a beautiful community um, and they would mm. always come together. They had a, a name for their community and they um, would come together on a regular basis and that social connection was su- super important. So they weren't lonely. Yeah. Um, and then they had things like Tai Chi and dance that mm. they would do. Like Their martial arts were quite important as well. So um, they were the little snippets that I picked up about, you know, always we're always seated in these, you know, um, almost 90 degree kind of chair like Mm. positions and they never are like they can do a really hefty deep squat um 
And they would just do most of their tasks squatting yes. and, oh, and really? stand and and, yep. they, and they would go, look at my muscles. And they would show their large muscles in their arms and their legs um, at 101. That is um, amazing. So, and that wasn't from doing anything in addition. They'd always done these things. They were always habits. No gym lifestyle. memberships required. No gym oh. memberships, mm. but certainly lots of activity, which they didn't stop once they retired. Yeah, you know, they, that's they right. They kept going with. So. There, there you go. Yeah. There's, so it's fascinating. It and is fascinating. Very joyful, very positive thing to watch as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And also the the simple things, but that movement of the body, as you say, being able to do those deep squats when your your body has aged, that can be so hard for bearing. us. And 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 that's mm. the thing that I like the fact the bones. that they're sitting sort of close to the ground all the time, but you've got to get up and and so you're yes. using those leg muscles and keeping them developed. Yeah. Yes, very good. Really love that. Yes, so I'm I'm looking forward to the next one because I think it's in Croatia or somewhere in the Eastern Bloc okay. countries. Um, yes, Croatia is one of the so communities. I think the next I know. one is about yeah. that, and they do good slightly stuff. different things again. Yeah, yeah, lovely, beautiful. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Um, other things that are on television at the moment, I've been watching um, Bay of Fires. Oh, anyone yes. take yes. a glimpse of that on yes. the ABC? Yes, I have indeed. Um, and uh, just watched the final, I think it was the final episode of this most recent series. I get the feeling there might be more coming, uh, but a really interesting one and very comedic kind of a little bit black comedic mm, mm. about a woman sent off to a remote town in Tasmania um, because she needed sort of witness protection um, and she ends up there with a whole set of other people being sent there for similar reasons when they're all criminals and they're all criminals in their own right and they've all got <laughs> different little businesses on the side and it's, you know, it's like the whole of the earth, although Tassie's very beautiful on the on the periphery of that um, and, you know, she finds out that you know there's there's the policeman's not really a policeman he's just wearing a uniform and and you know the the mechanic is not really a mechanic and uh, you can't actually well, stay at the seen. motel <laughs> um they've all got little um other little operations going on the side <laughs> um and it's kind of you can't beat them join them kind of scenario mm-hmm. there but it's very enjoyable a couple of comedians in there as well and a, a great australian cast so um, if you get a ha- if you want to have a, a binge through a, a new series, um, Bay of Fires is strongly recommended. Yeah, it is. It's good. It's it's good. It took me a little while to get into it, but I, I really enjoyed it. Yes, it, it did last take a little while to sort of yes, yes. get in through that. Yeah, as well. so yeah. Um, quite different, quite unique actually. <laughs> uh, Marta. Marta Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf. She is yeah. incredible. Great actor. Yeah, and, um, she was also in the Twelve, which I recently yes. watched as well as a as a yes, lawyer. Yes, I watched judge. that. That's yeah. amazing. Not a judge, a lawyer. Yes. Uh, no, really good stuff. Now, while we are talking about the movies and entertainment and things, we have a couple of things to um, to actually share with you, and we've shared those on our Facebook page. As well, there's some screenings happening. This is um, at where is it? Capital Cinema, I think. It's Capital, Capital Cinema, Cinema. Mm. it's called After Dark: Disturbing Technology. It's a double bill at the Capital Thursday, the seventh of September. It's Megan, uh, yeah, Megan three, 
and yes. Video Rome. It's a special anniversary, 40th anniversary screening of the Cronenberg Classic. And there is a code, an RMIT code there for $5 tickets. Go to our Facebook page on Big Life Conversation and you'll see the code, the RMIT code for $5 tickets there. So that's a really good one. Um, Megan Three is disturbing AI-powered doll and special 40th anniversary screening of the Cronenberg Classic about the horrors of television video room. Video drone. Video drone, I should say. Um, between the screenings, a panel chat will consider why creepy technology is such a persistent fixation of horror films. Why does technology spook us so much? A very good question. Very topical. <laughs> yes. Uh, we also have a creep-tacular family day. <laughs> Saturday the 9th at 2pm at the Capitol as well. Uh, Coraline, Round the Twist and Crazy Fun Park, 2pm, including the writer and director. There is an RMIT code for that one as well for $5 tickets. So it's a super unique combination of dark fantasy film and TV, including the critically acclaimed stop-motion animated film Coraline, an Aussie show, nostalgic classic Round the Twist, and the new Melbourne-made show set in an abandoned theme park, Crazy Fun Park, which just beat Bluey for the most outstanding kids show. Wow. For the Logie. Mm. So that's really interesting. So there'll be a conversation there with Crazy Fun Park writer and director Nicholas Verso as well. So for those codes, you'll need to go to our Facebook page, Big Life Conversation, and check all those out so you can get in uh, to those for a very small entry fee. You get free popcorn. And free popcorn. It's wonderful. Who doesn't love a little bit of free popcorn? We love it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. While we're on the subject of movies, can I mention Oppenheimer? Uh, Tell us about it, Barbara. You've seen it. I have seen it. And Mm. it is three hours long, um, so it's not a a short one, um, obviously. Um, Now, look, for those people who don't know a great deal about him, I mean, he has been described as the father of the atom bomb. He's a very clever guy, Mm. J. Robert Oppenheimer. Uh, obviously. Um, but this is a new film by Christopher Nolan, who many people know for his work uh, with Batman and all those sort of things. He's very much into uh, spectacular sort of visuals, and there are some spectacular visuals uh, in this film. But the story itself um, is quite a fascinating one. And basically, uh, it's a story of, of a, well, a, a genius who perhaps whose um, discovery got away from him. Because um, J. Robert Oppenheimer was um, well, really... Affiliated with the Communist Party, and this is what will prove to be his undoing later on in life, but essentially um, he was uh, something of a Renaissance man, not just a a brilliant scientist, but he was also a very clever linguist and uh, multi-talented. Rather complicated private life, apparently was was, uh, um, quite a a womaniser, but managed to find enough time to devote himself to science. But (laughs) anyway, essentially um, this is uh, his story um, and his his battles, I guess what you might say, uh, his struggles uh, with... um, um, trying to um, invent uh, this particular um, uh, creation, which turned out well, as we know, there have, there have been um, 
but a lot of people think that it should never have been invented. Some people say he ended up saving lives um, by having the bomb drop on Hiroshima. Other people said, no, the Japanese should have been warned about it. Um, and other people said, no, the Japanese would never have surrendered. If they had been warned about it, they wouldn't have taken any notice because pointing out that three days later, it took three days for them to actually uh, surrender only after Nagasaki had been bombed. I guess what is it, the disturbing thing is that, um, of course, uh, it wasn't just the immediate after effects, but it was the ongoing after effects of radiation and cancer and other things. That, Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, people horrific. say, did he really start the arms race in some ways? Other people said, no, he's, it's, he's given us a deterrent. I couldn't help but think it's such a boys' club sort of story. Mm. There were a couple of women, or one, one woman apparently, who was a scientist who decided not to, um, not to get involved. She, she started out um, yeah, with um, yeah, providing some information, but decided she didn't want to go down this road of inventing the atom bomb. Um, but once, of course, the invention got into government hands and the military hands. Oppenheimer lost control of it, and he it was he was against um, further research into the hydrogen bomb uh, because he because it was even more powerful than the atomic bomb, and um, he became quite anti the bomb uh, later on in life. But he was punished. And he was uh, in typical in typical American fashion. He was lauded as a hero initially, lauded as a hero, and and then became something of a, of a pariah. But because they were suggesting that um, he had uh, actually colluded with the Russians uh, in terms of secrets, and which is absolute nonsense. But it's because he had left wing sympathy. Yeah, it's the old story, um, and uh, the powers that be didn't like it. So you know he was—he's a complicated man with as a complicated professional and private life. Mm. But you know, it's a fascinating story. Wonderful performances all round um, from Killian Murphy, who plays J. Robin Oppenheimer, um, Emily Blunt, whom we always love, as his wife Catherine Kitty Oppenheimer, um, and Matt Damon as um, General Leslie Groves, who is director of the so-called Manhattan Project. Um, and Robert Downey Jr., who was absolutely brilliant as usual, as Louis Strauss, mm. chairman of the Atomic Energy Commission, who had a real axe to grind, um, as it turns out, when it came to Oppenheimer. Um, yeah, anyway, some yeah, some great performances. And uh, I have to say, uh, it, yeah, it's fascinating, but it's long. Um, and if you want to find, get yes. a bit of an insight into mm. history, I think it's rated MA15+. plus. you want to get a bit of an insight into, well, a pretty, pretty important chapter of American and world history, I think that... Uh, you will not be disappointed. It's getting rave reviews and it's made a lot of money at the box office and so has Barbie. So yeah. they're the odd couple. It was, yes. the, but, uh, it was the Barbie Heimer or that's something. That's right. Exactly. Barbie yeah. exactly. Yes, that was the duo. Hey, Barbara, just uh, on the duration because so many, well, not so many films, but a couple that I have heard of in the past, yes. the commentary has been that they were, it was too long. It didn't need to be that long. So it, mm. how would you view that one? Do you think that oh, – because it, it is a long time. It is a long time. I mean, my partner Joe, he's really interested in this whole sort of thing, the man He's looked at lots of stuff before. He didn't find it too long. I found it a, a little long. Uh, there was also this passing reference to – and we've had the same, same situation in Australia – passing reference to – the town that he set up, Los, Al- Los Alamos, in the American desert to, uh, to conduct all sorts of experiments and actually built like a village of scientists. Um, passing reference to after um, what the um, Truman, the President Truman said to him, you know, so what are we going to do with this uh, village you've constructed? And Oppenheimer said, but by the way, played by Gary Oldman, brilliant Gary Oldman, this little yeah. cameo. And he ah. said, uh, give it back to the natives. <gasps> and there's a, just a passing reference to the <gasps> indigenous people who would have been totally shattered by what was going on there. Of course. Um, and Truman supposedly said um, to his offsider, 
get that crybaby out of you and don't let him back in. So obviously Oppenheimer had some sort of a conscience uh, that was not shared by everybody. Um, but, of course, we had our own situation with, it, with the British tests um, at Marilinga yeah, and our Indigenous people. Yes. Um, so I sort of think, well, that, that's Just, another story in itself. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. So, yeah, look, as I say, if you're, if you're fascinated by that sort of thing, you won't the three hours, you might, might you, not yeah. bother you, but it depends on your level of interest. But they're great performances and it's beautifully shot. It's in black and white, it's in colour, it moves in and out. Oh. Um, and there's some stunning technical effects. But... Uh, yeah, it, it's awe-inspiring and it's terrifying. But I kept on thinking, all that money and all those lives that were lost, all that money spent, all those lives lost. Um, and yes, maybe it did save other lives. But if that money had been put into to medical research, and I, you just sort of think all the other educa- all the things you, you could have done with it. And I kept on thinking, if there'd been a few more women perhaps involved, maybe yes, it would have been a different outcome, a different yeah, story. Diversity of thought and mm, yeah, all indeed. that jazz. But yeah. you know, God. exactly. <laughs> Who needs know, that? But, that, but he's, it, it deserves its rave reviews. I do believe that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Barbara. That's that's amazing. Certainly uh, out there still in cinemas for it a, is, and a while. it's also on at IMAX too. If it's you want on to at actually IMAX. really see it, yeah. the the, uh, the full blown effect. Yeah, that point. would be great. Twenty six minutes past five. Big life conversation. Time for a little more Jimmy Buffett and Alan Jackson with it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> Lovely range of tracks we had there playing. Uh, the Foo Fighters with the glass, West Side, the moving stills. And of course, it's five o'clock somewhere with Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. Thank you so much. Uh, coming up for 20 minutes to six, before we start winding down our show, we're going to have a wonderful chat with friend of the show. The, the wonderful Cuppy Nambia, and we're going to chat to her right now. Cuppy, hi, Hello. and welcome. Hi, thank you. How thank are you, Cuppy? Thank you for your patience, thank you. Cuppy. Thank you for all your information. Yes. It's lovely, lovely to speak you. with you. Yes. Oh, no problem at all. I, I, know what, what, when, I know what technical issues are like, and I know that for me. We had success, but that's great. We, we've worked something out, which we've been needing to work out for a while, so... We're very, very excited. Um, And so thank you for uh, coming along again. Also, so wonderfully prepared. And you're going to talk to us about one of those very topical family law issues today, which is all about divorce. Yes, I I thought we'd talk about basics because there's a lot of confusion around what divorce actually is. And people use the term when they're talking about a whole range of things that happen at the end of a relationship. So I just wanted to dispel some myths and give you some tips about how you apply for a divorce. Mm. Yes, please. Yes. I mean, not yes, please. Not that we want to. Asking for a friend. I'm just worried my husband at home. <laughs> just in that minute. But yes, that would be great for our mm. audience. Okay. So, so divorce is the legal end of a marriage, um, otherwise known as dissolution of marriage. And in Australia, we've got what's called no-fault divorce. Um, And what that means is that unlike in some other jurisdictions and unlike what we had here before 1975 when we had the Family Law Act come into force, the court doesn't have to consider the reasons that the marriage has ended in order to formalise the end of the marriage. So you don't need to prove what caused the breakdown, whereas previously you had to prove adultery or drunkenness or cruelty or, or, or or desertion, for example, to get a divorce. 
So now you just the only reason to get a divorce is because the marriage is broken down and there's no reasonable chance that the parties will reconcile. And the way that you go about proving this is that you get evidence of a period of separation which has been 12 months and a day or longer. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the things that people ask us a lot is how do I prove that we're separated? And really it's as simple as one spouse considers the marriage is over and they communicate that in some way to the other spouse. They can tell them verbally, it can be an email, it can be uh, leaving a, uh, a post-it note, a text Sometimes. message? Yes. That's classy. Yep, yep. Facebook. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes it's applying for an intervention order and having that person removed from the house. Oh, dear. Um, serving them with court documents. So there are lots of ways um, in which you can do it. And, and then once, once one person has said, I consider it over and, and I want to separate, um, then the clock starts ticking on that 12 months um, mm. until you can get a divorce. Right. Okay. Um, time, so isn't it? There's kind of a a year, isn't there? That that I guess lag between notification and when you can actually formalise that. Yes, and that's so that people can be sure, really. Yeah. Make sure that you know that they're not they haven't. I mean, look, look often people have an argument and say, "I'm getting a divorce," um, and really they need time to to cool down and decide whether that's actually the best thing for them. But importantly. The, the divorce itself doesn't sort out your financial support, your property settlement, your parenting arrangements. It's just recognition that the marriage has ended. So most people in that 12-month period go about sorting out all those other things. So you can immediately file for financial support or property settlement or parenting arrangements. Okay. And then usually by the time the 12 months has, has ticked around, most people have got the other things sorted out and they do the divorce really as a a tying up of loose ends. Okay, okay. What about remarriage, Cuppy? People are, are thinking about doing that, uh, you know, very quickly afterwards. Is there, a, like, a, a period of time they have to wait before they can do that? No, as soon as they've got the divorce, and usually it takes about, by the time you make the, you wait the 12 months and then you make the application, and then it can be a few months in between um, getting your application filed, getting a court date, serving the other party and we'll come to all of those things in a moment but mm -hmm. the whole process can then take a few months so if you are thinking of getting married again you need to allow yourself that little bit of lead time sometimes you can escalate the finalization of your divorce if for example you've booked your next wedding um <laughs> but just generally speaking you need to allow a few months after the 12 months has, has come around yeah. to make sure you can get all the paperwork done before you book the church <laughs> or whatever. Yes. Wow. Wow. So tell us about the application process. Okay. So it's all very clever and sophisticated and technical these days because all applications are e-filed um, and what you do is you register for the Commonwealth Courts portal um, and you do it all online in the Federal Circuit and Family Court of Australia. Ah. Oh, getting e Based. So everything is yes. electronic now. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you can you can do your own divorce or you can have a lawyer do it for you. Um, and if you get onto the website of the Federal Circuit and Family Court of Australia, um, there's lots of really useful information. Um, there are information packs, a bit like a tax pack. So you'll have the application for divorce and then you'll have all of the instructions for um, how you go about um, filling it in and making the application. Okay. 
It's a little bit like doing your tax. You can do it yourself with tax pack. Yep. Or yep, you can absolutely. see an accountant, a yeah, professional. Exactly right. <laughs> you might not be a really yeah. 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 Probably a little and bit more emotive than getting your tax done, or <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and actually, so that, that's the thing. It's um, look, a lot of the time we don't do people's divorces because they do do them themselves, and we strongly encourage them to do them because um, all of the information that you need is really your own personal information. That, and for most people, you know, it's it's eminently doable, but some people just can't face it. I mean, mm. emotionally, they just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's because of language difficulties or technical difficulties or, you know, for a whole range of reasons, people just don't want to do it themselves. Um, but, you know, we generally encourage people to do it themselves because it's quite expensive by the time you pay the filing fee, which uh, you know, I will come to later, but it's around $1,000 for the filing fee unless mm. you qualify for some sort of reduction and then by the time you add some legal fees on top of that you're easily going to spend a couple of thousand dollars to get it done mm-hmm. and so people, you can halve that sorry. and do it yourself yeah sure. okay but people can be dragging their feet against the party who is perhaps the one who's being left might not be uh, very keen to uh, get all that emotion i guess yeah that's true but you can do a sole application so you can do a joint one and again we encourage people to do that mm-hmm. where you file an application together and one of you can drive that by getting it all set up and then you give the other party a copy and they sign it and you, you get it lodged and you do it jointly. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the other person isn't cooperating, you can also do a sole application. So you, you do the paperwork, you're the applicant and then the other party is known as the respondent. They don't have to sign anything. Mm-hmm. You just need to organise to have the document served on them. Uh-huh. Okay, wow. thank you. So cool. then... Um, Obviously, there's um, eligibility as well. Yep. So, first step is, in Australia, if you want to apply for divorce, one of the parties has to be able to answer yes to at least one of the following things. So, one is, you've either got to be born in Australia or you've become an Australian citizen by descent um, or you are an Australian citizen by grant of citizenship. Um, or you're not a citizen but you're lawfully present in Australia and you intend to continue living here. And so you've got to be here for at least 12 months um, and obviously you'll need to provide evidence of that. So, for example, you might have your passport showing when you arrived. Okay. So you've got to have that eligibility. Um, you also need to have a copy of your marriage certificate. So you've got to file that with your application. Mm-hmm. And that's it. generally fairly simple if you were married in Australia and if you can't find your marriage certificate, which sometimes is Yes, I was going to ask that. Or people have left it. You know, they've left or they the have home the decorative they've... one and not the actual <laughs> yeah, official one. Yeah, not the one. official one. Mm. Yes, exactly. Then you've got to go and get a copy from the Registry of Births, Deaths and Marriages uh-huh. um, in the state or territory that you were married in. Is there a charge um, for that too, Captain? Yep, they'll they would be. for that. Yeah. Yep. Mm, like the passport um, birth certificate boot routine or whatever. Cha-ching. Yes. Yep, exactly. And I think the more the, the quicker they do it, the more they charge you as well. So <laughs> you can have it you can pay an express fee, I think. Mm, you're in a hurry. <laughs> um, but if you're married overseas it can get a bit trickier. Um, so you you'll need to get a copy of the certificate from the country you were married in. Mm. Um, sometimes that's depending on the country, their record keeping might not be 
terrific or you know you might have difficulty getting a copy and then you'll need to file an affidavit with your application explaining to the court why you can't get a copy of it oh. Oh, um, and if you can and it's not in English you might need to have a translator <laughs> oh, wow. um, and then you've got to attach copies of the translation oh, um, this could all take a while mm. oh my goodness well, but yeah, I mean, if it's um, if you got married here and you separated here, and you're a citizen or you know you meet the eligibility, and the twelve months have come around, it's relatively straightforward. Yes, okay. um, yeah. it becomes a little bit stickier if, for example, you were married overseas or you can't get a hold of the marriage certificate. Mm. Um, there is a service that can help you. It's called the Family Relationship Advice Line. Yep, and. Um, and I've put pop the number, uh, the telephone number for that um, in an email to all of you yes. so that um, if you want to publish that, then people can contact that number and get free legal advice and information um, about the services that are available to assist them. Or, of course, you can call a lawyer and get some advice. That's excellent, Cappy. That's really good. Yeah, we'll pop that on. We'll pop that on our Facebook page. All right. Um, Excellent. So, so just in the interest of time, we want to make sure we get to all of these things. Oh, interestingly enough, I'd like you to tell us a little bit uh, if, about some the maybe the extra step. If you've been yep. married less than two years, this one could be quite interesting. I hadn't heard of yeah. this. Yeah. So these are some of the little things that might make your application a bit tricky to do on your own. So if you're married for less than two years, you have to have a counselling certificate. So obviously you've got to go and have some counselling to make sure that you've really given the marriage a good crack um, and that you really have decided that it's over and, you, and you, pop, you can't possibly fix it. So yeah, less than two years of marriage, again, is to encourage you to really think seriously about it. Um, and then you've got to, um, and of course, Remembering, if you if you've been separated for twelve months and you've been married for less than two years, you've only spent um, up to a year together, and then yes. you've had the separation period. Mm. So, so you're encouraged to um, to get some counselling, and then you've got to file your counselling certificate to show that you have given it sufficient thought and you still want to go ahead. Mm. Um, at the other end of that spectrum, sometimes people have been separated, but they haven't actually physically separated. Mm. So they say, you know, for 12 months we've considered ourselves separated, but we've shared the same house. And, yes. you know, you can think of lots of scenarios where people do that. They can't afford to move out. They might have the house on the market. Um, might might be because of caring for children. It's just too difficult. Maybe one person does shift work and trying to um, accommodate looking after kids where... One person's not home all of the time can be tricky, and, and so people end up um, for financial reasons, so that they're still under the same roof. So if that happens, and for any part of that 12 months before you file your application, you've been living under the same roof, you'll need to provide extra evidence to prove that you actually were separated. Mm. Um, and that will involve getting a third party to file an affidavit too. So it might be a neighbour or a family member who can say, I visited the house lots of times and you know they're sleeping in separate rooms, or he doesn't come to family functions anymore or, you know, whatever it might be to help to corroborate what you say about your separation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, that's that's a really important one. Children. Okay, so if they're a kid and they're under 18, you have to put in your application particulars of the arrangements about the kids and that's so that the court can be satisfied that proper arrangements have been made. So whether, where do they go to school, how are they going, who financially supports them, do they spend time with both parents? Um, and um, so, again, if you've got any questions about that or you're not sure what the, you know, you haven't agreed on the arrangements, then that's another reason why you might want to get some advice. 
Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And Another is if you can't find yourself. Yes, mm. I just saw that one. I was like, yes, okay, where are we? Just... Where are we? Where are we? Where are we gone? Yes. Okay. So that, gets, that gets tricky. Yeah. If you're, um, so you've either got to do the joint application, so you need them to sign, or you need to serve them. So you've got to take all reasonable steps to try to find them. So, you know, you might you might do electoral roll searches. You might contact previous employers or their previous landlords or family members. But if you really just can't find them... Then there are some. There are a couple of different things that you can do, which we will run out of time for today. But you've got to um, let the court know that you don't know where they are, and give give some information about what you've done to try to find them. And then the court can make orders for dispensing with service or substitute service. But yeah, again, we can talk about those at length another time because we'll run out of time. Mm, not a problem. So that's good information anyway, so <clears throat> that people know what's what's to be expected, and obviously they can find out more. Um, by checking out that link. Um, just finally, what about costs and um, going to court as well? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the filing fee is around $1,000. If you're eligible for a reduced fee, so for example, if you've got a healthcare card, it's $350. Um, and if you don't qualify for the healthcare card but you can't afford the $1,000 either, you can make an application to the court to, to pay a lesser fee on the basis of financial hardship. And then they'll look at that and decide whether um, they're able to um, charge you a lower fee. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of going to court, you only have to go to court if you've done a sole application and you've got a child who's under 18, um, or if you want to, so you can tick a box to say, yes, you want to attend. Um, or, for example, if the other party files a response because they don't want to get divorced and they oppose it, there's going to be a hearing, then you'll need to attend. Okay. Um, but and if, if any of those tricky things that we just talked about, so, for example, you, you can't serve the documents or you need to file an affidavit to explain why you've been living under the same roof or that you've been married for less than two years, then, then you should attend um, in case the court has any questions to maximise the chances of your divorce getting um, getting through on that day. Um, all of the divorce hearings are done electronically. So the court, you, you file the documents, the court emails you the information and then they'll send you a Teams link, a little like the Zoom link we were trying to ah, <laughs> yes. do earlier. A little behind the um, scenes tech, tech backup. <laughs> and and you, might, you might be pleased to hear that occasionally the court says, we're having technical difficulties. That's good to hear. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Wow. Okay, so there's like it, it's in many ways it can be straightforward, but there are a few little twists and turns, cuppy, that may happen depending on your circumstances. So it's good that yeah. we've had a look at some of those. Mm. Uh, when you were speaking then just about the the divorce and uh, in terms of having to go to court if you ha- yes. if you need the divorce hearing, can do we still have a, a backlog backlog in the family court for for these sorts of things or is it what does that look like for it in is, Australia? It is, but it's getting better. Mm. So we've had a, a lot of appointments made recently of judges and registrars and judicial registrars. Ah. So we are getting through the list 
faster. And we're also doing a lot of things electronically, which is helping to get through the list faster mm. as well. All okay. right. That's, That's really excellent. Very positive. Mm. So the court is definitely on it. It's on it. <laughs> Wonderful. That's incredible information. Again, we'll put that on our Facebook page, Big Life Conversation. Cuppy, amazing. Thank you so much. Really oh, appreciate welcome. it. And and your patience for us um, finally being able to get to you. But uh, <laughs> no, we have this conversation. We really appreciate it. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank Thanks you so much. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Bye for now. And that was a great conversation. Thank you very much to Cuppy. She's always a font of knowledge there and so much great information. So if you're ever wanting more information, check out our Facebook page. You can see the links there to what we've been talking about today, the divorce process, uh, and also to um, uh, the Nambia Hogg family lawyers uh, if you need that professional support. Yeah, most definitely. And we have got a little bit of time just for a couple of final bits and pieces. Yeah, and our jokes of the week. Or yeah, well, I've done my jokes, yes. so you guys have to do oh, yours now. Oh, I've quickly got mine here. Yes. They're very silly. You might have heard them before. What did one wall say to the other wall? I'll meet you at the corner. <laughs> Where did the king keep his armies? Up his sleeveies. <laughs> Why was the mess book sad? Because it had too many problems. <laughs> and what did the stamp say? The envelope, stick with me and we'll go places. Oh, oh yes, love boom, it. Boom. <laughs> Oh, this one comes care of my son. He said, what's the difference between a good joke and a bad joke? Timing. Oh. <laughs> ah, yes, well done. Well, that nice will, one. Yeah, Miles, thank you. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, a couple of quick announcements too. One from me reading about Women's Health Week this week, mm. and this is from the Jean Hales Foundation, mm. 4th to 8th of September. There are lots and lots of events that are going on, great information sessions as well across the week. And go- simply Google Women's Health Week in Australia and you'll find them. Wonderful. And I'd like to leave with a little bit of a recipe as I like oh, to every week. Do. Um, speaking that. of health, that was a nice little segue. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a chickpea and quinoa tabbouleh. So if you're thinking uh, spring and trying to get more fresh foods in and moving away from sort of the warmer foods and going cooler foods, this one might be great for you. It's a quarter of a cup of quinoa, um, a half a tomato. Um, half a cucumber and some parsley. And then what you do is mix that together with a tin of chickpeas, sprinkle it with some almonds, some olive oil, some lemon and some salt and pepper. Sounds so amazing. very easy. looks delightful yeah, and yum. gorgeous. Very Mediterranean. We know the Mediterranean's very Mediterranean diet's very supportive of health and well-being. Um, it's got lots of fibre in it that we were talking about before. So good for the digestive system. Uh, so I'll pop that again on that link. Um, this one's come care of um, Sam, um, 28 program, which uh, I have actually started a bit of a fitness routine with. So mm. there you go. Very right. nice, Nicole. Mm. And a bit of a plant slant there. There's a bit of a plant slant. Yeah, yes. she could probably put some salmon on the top of that. You could. Ooh, even yeah. some tofu. Yes, or delicious. Some chicken, if you like. If you like that. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Um, Brilliant. So I kind of quickly mentioned, just to remind people, if you haven't gotten along to it, and it's worth seeing, um, the Rembrandt True to Life exhibition um, closes at the National Gallery of Victoria this Sunday, the 10th of September. And also Bernadette Robinson's show Divas is finishing oh, up on Sunday yes. at the Arts Centre. That's uh, right. So she's been a guest of the show on several occasions. So She yes. has. Did you get to see that one? I haven't seen it as yet. No, not that one, no, but I have seen her um, uh, over the years. And yet, 
big fan of her work. Yeah, absolutely. It, it looked really good. It, we heard a lot about that. So, oh, but all those seasons finishing up pretty quickly. They are. And um, I think Nicole mentioned last week Heritage Week starting up. Heritage uh, Week. Oh. As well. Uh, lots of interesting things happening um, around uh, the Whitehorse area and other places, but jump online for your local councils, um, to your local councils' websites and uh, see what's happening. Excellent. Anything final from you, Nicole, for us? Um, no, just enjoy your spring weather. Um, keep up your uh, wonderful vitamins and minerals that um, and plant-based foods because um, otherwise we will uh, um, get those little allergies as we transition from season as well. So we don't want to get any allergies. It can hit our immune system. So, you know, making sure that we're getting a little bit of that citrus and our kiwis and our capsicums. Absolutely, and aren't they beautiful? Mm. And this week, a couple of mystery guests. A couple of mystery guests for next week. Have a wonderful week, everybody, and look after yourselves. Enjoy the spring weather, whatever it may bring. It may be a little bit of a mixed bag, but uh, enjoy that anyway. And stay with us on 3WBC. Primary Perspectives is coming right up, but we'll say goodbye for now. Thanks for listening. Ciao. Thank you. Bye.